Welcome to Eclipse, a Heroes podcast, where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show, talk about it, sometimes defend its honor. My name is Rachel. And I'm Keisha. And today we are watching season three, episode 19, Shades of Grey. Now, is, 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 that, a, is that a pun or <laughs> uh, just, probably? you know, morally where we're at? <laughs> Maybe? It's like a bit of both. Okay. All right. We'll stay tuned and see. It's such an on-the-nose episode title. Mm -hmm. It's like, really? Might as well be like, Apple does four fall from the tree, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, for... Yeah, so we don't have any new news this week. I I certainly haven't heard of anything. I don't think Quinto signed on to any new projects this week, so... (laughs) What to do. Who knows, you know? What do? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Shall we talk about Were it not for Zachary Quinto? Yeah. He's staying booked and blessed. Mm-hmm. Other than that, so. I guess we can mm-hmm. roll into the episode. Let's do it. And I start, and we start the episode off with the Mohinder previously on Heroes, which, again, you didn't get correct. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> And Mine just starts with the microwave, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we start off like we ended the last episode with Claire, like, f- trying to figure out where the hell her popcorn is. And then, oop, hi there, Mr. Doyle. And Claire's like, get out! <laughs> and Sander comes down and she's in distress to, like, holy shit, he's here in the house, what the hell? And he's like, no, like, I really need you to help me. Like, I just want to start over. I want to go back to being like, just a puppeteer again. And Sander points out that there are agents outside the house. Like, he's insane. He's like, no, they're not outside right now. Rebel fake like, a phone call, so they're they're not here right now. And he questions, wait, why are they just waiting, though? Because, you know, you're like me. Why aren't they snatching you up, Barbie? And she, of course, informs him that she... I didn't write down the exact term what she says. What is it? She's, um... She has a, she has a free pass. Yes, her free pass. Yep. And Doyle calls her out on this free pass, like, oh, what's it feel like to turn your back on your own kind? I Like, they burned my theater down while I was in, still inside. You have no idea what it's like to be hunted, Claire. <laughs> and he uses his powers on him for a moment, but he lets him go. And he's like, I'm not going to force you to help me. That's not who I am anymore. And he, like, pouts and leaves, leaving the popcorn behind. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Doyle's changed, question mark? Oh, I could tell those are crocodile tears from a mile away. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love it when he's like, I just want to be an entertainer again. I just want to be a puppeteer again. I'm like, what? And John Wayne Gacy wants to book birthday parties? Like, nobody believes you, dude. <laughs> well, Claire does, kind of. She's she's torn. Yeah, but that's Claire. Like, ugh, yeah. Well, he did, like, the two-prong attack, the, like, feel bad for me, and, like, oh, my God, you're turning your back on your own kind. Yeah, no, he knew what to do. He knew to get at her guilt about her free pass and her betraying of her own kind or whatever. And then it didn't matter if he really had changed. Yeah. That was enough. But we don't know. I mean, he could be, he could have changed. He could be changing. He just wants to be a puppeteer again, you know? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's the guy we saw. But then I guess, you know, we have to allow a suspension of disbelief for that sort of thing, considering, you know, <laughs> a literal serial killer is one of our main characters, so. Mm-hmm. I guess. He's got quite the emotional journey this episode as well, but we will get to him <laughs> later. Yes. 
Uh, instead, we'll go to D.C., where Danko's coming back <laughs> to the office after strapping a bomb to Parkman. And Nathan's like, yo, wh- where have you been? And they argue a bit about the whole, why didn't they just release Parkman and Millbrook? We wouldn't be in this mess. And Danko's like, huh, I wonder how many people knew Peter was on that rooftop, because he's obviously super suspicious of Nathan. And then Nathan gets a phone call, which is clearly about Matt and the bomb. And he's all like, what did you do? And he's like, I have to get there now. And he like heads for the roof access, which of course Danko <laughs> sees him doing. Like the door, he's like, okay, sure, whatever. And we cut to uh, Matt surrounded by cops. And they're like, oh, put it down. He's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I didn't do this. This is not me. <laughs> and Nathan manages to be like, I'm a senator. Let me through. <laughs> For the cops. And they're like, sure, Senator, go on through, whatever. They're like, I guess. I love that. <laughs> and Matt's like, you did this. And Nathan's uh, like, I didn't do this. Come on, just read my mind. But Matt can't read his mind at the moment because of the drugs that he's been put under. And Nathan, of course, does the whole, well, then you're just going to have to trust me, aren't you? Nathan, no one wants to trust you right now, bud. I said that in my notes, so I was like, that's a big ask. Mm-hmm. I think he's tried this couple episodes with people, and we're just like, Nathan, no. You broke the tr- <laughs> you broke the circle of trust. No. Exactly. You don't get to just decide that people can trust you again. That's not for you. No. And we cut back to Building 2-6, where Danko has seen that Nathan, wow, he got there quick again. Huh. And so he's like, you know what? Fuck it. If Senator wants to play hero and make a mar- he can be a martyr for his cause. And they attempt to remotely activate the bomb, Woosh Heroes. Okay, um, we should all be greatly disturbed that this government agency is like, yeah, I've got the I've got the kill switch right here. Let's create a terrorist. Bing, bang, boom, easy peasy. That's what we do, right? We turn we turn citizens into into targets. That's what we do. Like it's so fucked. Like. If it was just Danko doing it on his own in, like, a broom closet with a remote, mm-hmm. I think that would be a lot better than literally the analysts being like, oh, yeah, sure, of course, let's blow this fucker up. Yep. Like, mm-hmm. it's dark, man. Yeah, the analyst is there like, sure, let's do it, yeah. I I forgot how, like, it was just totally a thing um, at the control center. It wasn't just, like, the secret thing Danko did. It was like, no, it's just, that's the next thing we're doing after, you know fucking jen has her birthday cake or whatever we're gonna fucking like blow up matt barkman to be fair they all have reason right now to kind of be pissed at all these people No, they do i'm just saying like it's not even about that it's about like government oh yeah yeah yeah. no i get what you're saying yeah i get what you're saying yeah 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 like i get it on that level but it's like damn that's fucked Mm -hmm. i guess danko's the higher up they're just following orders you know sure sure see how that goes later for you Mm -hmm. so rip nathan and matt right well no we come back and we see (laughs) (laughs) we see that you should you should have went on like that for a little bit you'd be like well anyway (laughs) we come back and see that the weapon access has been blocked in the computer rebels struck again and noah comes up now seeing like what the hell are you guys doing as they're like frantically trying to like get around the block that has been put in place and Nathan's there, and he's like, okay, there's got to be at least one bomb tech here, Matt. Get inside his head. And the drug is, like, kind of wearing off, so Matt gets to, like, listen to a bomb tech trying to figure out what he does. And he's like, the red wire. And he's like, but why would there be a dummy wire on a suicide bomb? 
<laughs> so like there's a whole thing where Nathan is trying to help him deactivate it while the go- the um Danko and everyone is scrambling to get it so that they can blow him up. <laughs> and eventually they settle on the wire which Nathan luckily pulls out just in time <laughs> before Danko calls it to um blow them up. And I love it cuz Noah's in there like Danko, knock it off. <laughs> what are you doing, dude? And after Nathan pulls the wire, he punches Matt out so the police can come surround him. And he's just like, eh, sorry, Matt. Can't have you using your power. This fucking guy. My notes on that point, they're just a prick. <laughs> Agreed. <Just> such a prick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that whole bit is just so wild to me. It is, is some ridiculous, like, 24 type bullshit. It really is. Mm-hmm. Which was their, you know, competitor back in the day. I don't think it was on anymore at that point. No, I don't think so. Not that time. Well, was it? I don't know. I'd have to look, actually. Let's look. 24 TV show <laughs> wiki. Wikipedia 24 TV series. The original series ran until May 2010, so I guess, yeah, because this was 2009, wasn't it? Uh, was it? <laughs> get, get, to, get to searching. Shades of Grey. This originally aired in March 9th, 2009, so yeah. Oh, wow, yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So that is of the era. Crazy. Yeah. They just do something like that to look like 24. Like, no, people will think they're on 24. It's great. Because <laughs> they, they won't know Monday. they're watching us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like the crisis has been um, averted mm-hmm. for now. At least in Washington, you know. Yeah. How, how's true. um How's our our title character doing? <laughs> Shades of Gabriel Gray. Mm-hmm. Um well, he is pulling up in the truck that we saw him with Luke um, before he abandoned him. And, um, which I have a lot of feelings about that, like, even more than I mentioned in the, in the episode <laughs> that it happened. I was thinking about it in the car the other day because, I don't know, I have nothing more to do. And, uh, anyway, he pulls up in the truck and he's in the middle of, like, swamp-ass nowhere. It's like, what the fuck is this? And there's an old trailer and it's very much not the, like, grand moment I think he was expecting. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. he goes in, and it's just, yeah, it's like a busted, dirty old trailer. And there's some taxidermied animals inside. And the place looks like it reeks of cigarettes. You know how things just look like it sometimes? Yep. Like, you look at that, and you go, I know what that smells like. Yeah. The place looks like it reeks of cigarettes before we even meet his dad. You're just like, that place smells like tobacco. So he comes upon Samson who's outside working on an order, he says, because he doesn't turn around and he thinks that Gabriel is like a courier that's, you know, picking up the order. He's like, you know, not here for that. He's like, it's me, Gabriel, your son. And then the music shifts in such a dramatic manner. Oh my God, the music does a lot of heavy lifting in these scenes. It really does. (laughs) Just like a lot of tension and suspense and ticking clocks. And uh, Samson doesn't even really even blink. He's like, oh, what brings you here? And uh, Samson is played by the absolutely wonderful John Glover. That's me clapping. Um, <laughs> who is just the guy you hire when you want a supervillain dad. Because he's Siler's dad now, canonically. And he was Lex Luthor's father for several years on Smallville. Mm-hmm. And he's even the bad guy's father in uh, um, Shazam. The film Shazam. Mm. So... Lots of fun for you there. That's <laughs> what he does. It's, you want to have a guy for that particular gig, that's who you call. It's John Glover. And he's great. He's so great. 
he's he's got that thing like um some of the guest actors on the show have it, you're like i want to see them again we don't don't worry (laughs) 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 your hopes and dreams can just go die because we won't see him again but uh he really makes the most of the episode that he gets to appear in so um he's like yeah what brings you here and gabriel is like well i had some questions about myself who i am where i came from and he's like but then i remembered you abandoned me and killed my mother and samson's very like nonchalant he's like "Mm -hmm, yep i did do those things so what now and Siler's like, well, now I kill you. See how I did the intentional Gabriel Siler thing? That wasn't a mistake. Um, <laughs> and we finally get our, like, really good shot of John Glover in the episode. And he's got, like, an oxygen tank. He's doing really, really badly. And, um, yeah, you can tell that Siler's kind of like, oh, a little bit. Like, oh, that's not quite what I was going for in my grand plan to do this. And uh, Samson's just like, well... Cool. You kill me or the cancer does. Meh. Meh to you. Meh to all of this. I haven't got all day. Figure it out. Lights up a cigarette. Walks away. <laughs> so this is this is the grand moment we've all been waiting for in terms of the Siler storyline of this volume. That's his dad. Kind of disappointing so far, right? He's just a busted, broken, sick old man in a dirty trailer in the middle of nowhere. It's kind of lame. What a dichotomy of all the fathers he's had. Ugh, right? You know, daddy I'm one who ran though. away, the watchmaker. Just a, just a coward. Daddy two, who he thought was daddy two, was like, Arthur. That's the, like, the father you'd expect that he's like, oh, that certainly is who I have in my head, this, like, evil guy who's, like, you know, the boss. Mm. And then we end up with Samson, who is a shell of a man dying in a trailer. Oh, but you you forgot Daddy Bennett. Daddy Bennett is well. That's also his true dream daddy, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> Siler's dream daddy. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Oh man, if only. If yep. only. So it's kind of like a oh okay. I, I guess this is his dad. No, um, uh, should should he even bother killing this guy? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. He fucked him over as a child, but. Life seems to be doing the same to him, so yeah. This is me like weighing my hands, going, oh, you know. I'm sure he'll have we'll, to. Feel we'll him see out. what he decides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're not done with this by a long shot. We have a lot more time to spend with those two later. So yes, indeed. I just love like Siler is such a like. A, Ooh, I'm the big bad. I've darkened your doorstep. Your 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 life is over. Er, kind of person. And I just love how Samson's like, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> Like, I'm going to finish working on this order and I'm going to light the cigarette. And I'm like, you just tell me what you want to do. Because, like, I do not have all day. Like, I just love how, like, he's just completely like, eh. He's not He's not affected by the, the big bad. He's just like, yeah, all right, whatever. If, if that's what you're going to do. Um, let's go back over to Danko, though, who's uh, not having the best episode. No. He, he really will not. He hasn't had a good episode in a while, actually. Uh-uh. Uh Things aren't going well for him. He's super frustrated about the rebel thing. Um, He really wants to know what the hell happened back there. You know, who got in the system? This needs to be dealt with. They can't have this kind of thing happen again. And Nathan's like, well, you know what? I also want to know who prevented this horrible thing from happening that you were about to do. Would like to thank them. And Tango and Nathan fight. And I literally wrote in my notes, they fight about the same stuff. (laughs) 
it's kind of like, come on already mm-hmm. with this. Um, oh, also, Nathan is in such a good suit this episode. Yes. It's like a, it's like a, what, like a wool suit or like a gabardine? It's nice. It's different than what he normally wears. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just worth mentioning. And so we see Noah and Nathan again after that. And he goes over, you know, and kind of whispers to Noah, like, I want you to put a team together for when Danko is gone. Because, like, that's happening. This is fucking bullshit. We're not playing this game anymore. I'm going to get him off of this team. And I love Danko just, like, so chill. Just like, oh, let me just go over to this computer screen and pull up this particular file in particular. Um, Which is, of course, the recording of Tracy in the hot room screaming that, uh, or not in the hot room. She's in the fucking, uh, van. She's in like the little transport vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's screaming, you're one of us, Nathan. Um, over and over again, just, you know, apropos of nothing. Right. And, uh, Danko's like, Hmm, Charlie family sure has a lot of skeletons in their closet. Like interesting. Looks like we're both building a case against each other. Guess we'll see who gets there first kind of thing. And I was like, oh god. Like, <laughs> these two need to fucking zip their pants up and put it away already. Christ, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the look because it ends that scene like on Noah's face and he's just like, this is gonna end poorly. That look <laughs> on his face. Yep. This is like, this is not gonna oh. end the way either of them nope. thinks it's gonna end. This is gonna be poorly. Exactly! Exactly. They think one of them's going to win and the other's going to lose. And that is just not how it's going to go down. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's going to be worse. <laughs> You're one of us, Nathan. Because, <laughs> yeah, Danko points out during their argument, like, people have died. Do my men not count? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that's like the big stick in the craw. People are dying, but, you know. Yep. Apparently they just don't but you don't consider, you know, my men people or whatever. To which I have to sit over here and, like, put on my little devil horns and sit on someone's shoulder and be like, well, those men signed up for it. Mm-hmm. That is true. These normal people didn't. Yes. So I gotta do that for a mm-hmm. minute. And then I take my little devil horns off and I put my pitchfork away. But, like... That is a fair <laughs> argument. Like, mm-hmm. They absolutely know what they're doing when they sign on for something like that. Um... Whereas, like, fucking, I don't know, a geneticist and, a, and an EMT and a, a Japanese businessman. Like, yeah, that's not the same thing. So No. Or, uh, isn't it, um, didn't uh, Flint totally die in the in the plane? Um, yes. We haven't talked thing. about the graphic novels, but I believe, yeah, he gets, like, shot. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, he's a, he's a criminal or whatever, but I mean, like, there you go. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll have to. We'll so. have to when we read that. See, like, because I think someone else dies too, but I don't remember who. But I remember for sure that is how Flint got taken out of the story. Yes, yes. So that I know as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my whole thing about like mm, my my men don't count as you know casualties. I'm like, no, they don't really because they're expected. So I got you. I got you. Yeah, they they knew what it's they different. were doing. It's different. Yeah. I didn't include Matt in that because he's a cop. So. Fair. <laughs> and that's, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Also also people who should expect. Yes, you know, he should. A level of danger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, he could argue, I'm off the clock, but whatever. Whatever, Matt. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, totally. Um. Anyway, kind of continuing where we are in D.C., mm-hmm. we see Tracy being brought out of that, like, um truck cell thing, whatever they're, however they're holding her. 
It's like a fucking shipping container like what Peter was in. It's probably the same shipping container. Could be. And as she passes by security, his screen flicks from cameras to help is coming, have hope. And we instead go to Nathan walking with Noah. And Nathan is fucking pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And... He's Noah's like you got. Don't let him push your buttons. Be like your mother. Keep your head. You lose your head. You're giving him exactly what he wants. So Nathan is going into the hot room where they have Tracy set up, and he informs her that Danko brought her in here, and he's about to come ask her some questions, and asks her to be smart, and that he has really been the one helping her all along. Don't give him up, basically, without saying that, because of course they're being recorded. Mm-hmm. remember that I saved you when you jumped off that bridge. And he claims he is her last hope. And then Danko walks in all, what the hell are you doing in here, Patrolli? That's my prisoner. And Nathan's like, oh, fine. Have at her. And Danko stops and all, oh, you got a soft spot for this one? Should I go easy on her? And Nathan's like, nah, knock yourself out and leaves. And he goes and pulls up the security feed to watch what Danko does in that room. Danko asks Tracy what she knows. What does she know about Senator? He's hiding something. And she's like, the only thing about Nathan that I know is that he was lousy in bed. Buzzing. <laughs> and Danko's like, no, no, no. What did you mean when you said he was one of us? And she's like, I have no idea what you are talking about. And Danko glares at the camera and leaves the room. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love how they're just like, you know skittering behind each other's backs all episode Mm -hmm. but still just like fucking each other over the same it's so Mm -hmm. great um also you did not mention the most wonderful part of that scene and i'm a little disappointed in you in your status as a nathan fan (laughs) what what did i not mention uh how he flung that chair open and then sat on it (laughs) (laughs) listen i'm trying i'm trying to do not recall do you not recall? <laughs> I, I recall now that you mention it. I ma'am, did not write it ma'am, down. Do you not recall? <laughs> I did not write it down. Okay. I sure did. <laughs> well, I'm glad someone did. I said Nathan flinging that chair open is iconic. Yes. So, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, that's that's a lot of just energy of him just like taking control of the situation. That's just like, oh, jeez. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. oh yeah it's like the backwards sitting in villains yeah things he does with chairs where you're just like all right pazdar calm down god (laughs) relax we get it your balls are swinging we fucking get it (laughs) all right i'll I'll slide my card back over to you you can have it for now so (laughs) i'll just hold on to it for you for now yeah okay yeah (laughs) uh let's head to costa verde yeah, let's go back to Callie. And it's breakfast time now. <laughs> Sandra has brought Claire a bagel. And Claire is kind of down because she's feeling bad about not helping Doyle. She's like, maybe I should be using this free pass for good. Maybe he was right. And Sandra correctly reminds her that, you know, Rebel can't keep sending psychopaths to our door. That's not, that's Rebel's big bad, you know what I mean? Mm. Which I guess Rebel wouldn't know they had history. Without spoiling who Rebel is, Rebel wouldn't realize that they had history, I don't think. There wouldn't be a file on that? No. Okay. I don't think so. Who knows what was left of the Primatech files? 
okay, yeah, the fire, uh-huh, but, like, we all know that the thing they talk about later, how there's there's totally still files that they aren't, like, releasing to people, and I'm sure there's probably, like, an internet cache somewhere, like... I don't know. I don't think he realized who he was sending over there, just that they I'm, were close. I'm, yeah, okay, yep, all right, I'm, I'll accept that. I'll accept that he didn't know the personal um, history that they have, so... Yes. It's not like Siler. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Where, I mean, it's like, you know, you can you can play, like, um, Six Degrees of, you know, Gabriel Gray with, like, everyone on the fucking show, so. Mm-hmm. Doyle is a bit of a different case, so I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you that. Like, I'm sure he realized he was in level five, but I don't think he realized that Claire and him had any paths cross. Yes. I'll, I'll give you that. So Claire has an idea. She's like, you know what? I should get a cover job so that if Rebel sends anyone... They can, he can just send them to the comic shop because I'm sure they're, you know, they have an opening. Alex isn't there anymore. And there wouldn't be any more surprises for you and Lyle. And Sandra's like, all right, I guess if that's what you want to do, you do what you got to do, sweetie. So we cut over to Sam's Comics for her big interview. And there's a guy there interviewing her. And he's like, you got no retail experience. And she's like, well, does the cheerleader bake sale count? And he's like, oh, you're a cheerleader, huh? He asks if she can work Wednesdays, and she's like, uh, why Wednesdays? And he's like, that's new comic day. New comics arrive. And then he asks her the question, flight or invisibility? And she doesn't know. So she's like, you know, what's the answer? And he's like, well, there really isn't one. That's why it's a question. Because he goes to a thing where it's like, flight is if you're someone that springs right into action. And invisibility is someone who likes to lay in the shadows and think about things. And Claire obviously isn't sure what type of hero she wants to be at the moment. So the question is apt. And when she's like, I don't know, she like, she kind of like wells up a little. And he's like, oh my God, are you going to cry? Don't cry. <laughs> and she's like, I'm sorry for bothering you. And he's like, don't be, you've got the job. And she's like, what? Because all the guys have been watching her since she came in here and she will absolutely sell comics. Everything else they could work on. Yeah. She got the job. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I opened the floor. I, 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 yes. Okay. Thank you. Um, I love when it's like, oh, well, Alex is gone. I can just take his job. And I was like, oh, that's brutal. But so is this economy. So <laughs> do what you got to do, Claire Bear. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, I don't know. Do I really want to go in this hard? Um, well, I don't I just because I know what you're going to say. I don't think they were as bad as like the initial Alex introduction where it was like, oh, a girl, a cute girl, what's she doing in here, you know? Yes. And honestly, honestly, by the end, when the guys are like, bye, Claire, at the end when she leaves, yes. like, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it seems innocent enough. I won't be like super ragey about it. Because none of them um, were like glaring at her or giving her like a particular look, just kind of like, oh, is this going to be the new girl? What's yeah, they here? weren't, like, licking their metaphorical exactly. or physical chops. But, um... Yeah. And it's like, okay, like... <laughs> um, so... It's it's true that that is a thing where, you know, if you hire, like, a, a, a hot girl or whatever in that kind of space, it might be of a benefit to you because... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, I, I, I question about how I want to say this, but, like... It's like, I'm not saying this is true every time or that it's okay, but I've definitely known people who were conventionally attractive in those spaces to those people who did very well for themselves. And it wasn't because they weren't good at their jobs. They were, but 
you could tell that there was another little aspect to it that played into it. Mm-hmm. Um, not always. And again, it sounds real like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to be one of like, I'm not like most girls. I don't, you know, <laughs> nah, nah. that's not true. Um, but I've seen it. I've seen like, I guess, kind of like geeky boys kind of lose their shit around like pretty girls and like get talked into buying stuff. <laughs> like mm-hmm. I've seen it. So like that's that's a real thing. I can't I can't hate on it. Um, also, the guy wasn't super gross with her. No. Um, so it it was worse in my memories than what it was rewatching it. And he didn't like ask her like weird like oh gatekeepy questions about it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He just was very like, well, you don't have retail experience, which she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but she just got her fucking GED. Like, yep. she is a child. I hate that. I hate that when that's such a thing where it's like, oh, it's like, isn't she like seventeen? Isn't that what we yes. said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have job experience at seventeen, Rachel? Like, Mm-mm. no, I sure didn't. Like. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, the only, so. like, question was the invincibility in flight, and he explained to her, like, kind of what each option meant. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then, yeah, I was like, aw, when she gets all upset. Because, like, yeah, he's being kind of obnoxious, but, like, also accidentally poking at stuff that's been, like, on her mind. Yes. I was like, oh, he didn't he didn't know that was a real thing in the forefront of her, of her life at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. So honestly, like the more I've lived with it, the more fine I've been. It it upsets me only in that it's like a bunch of boys. Like there wasn't a single girl in that comic book no. shop, which really really bummed me out. But also, it took a long time for those types of spaces to be properly represented, and I would argue they're probably still not. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, because I mean, I don't know. It's 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 like you're you're not really like an endangered species, I guess, but. There's still definite issues with just trying to be a woman or a queer person or anyone who's just not like a cis hat, white, mostly male, in um, something like just a comic book store or a game store, you know? Um, that's just not who people expect to be there. But those are the people who love that shit the most. Mm-hmm. Like, those are the true outsiders, if you will. It, it's like what you've point. said about the show, or it's like the show thinks it's it's geared toward men, like it started to, but then like it's very clear. <laughs> but it's not. The biggest fans of the yeah. show have been like women and queer people, women and queer people, and people of color. Yes, um, mm-hmm. to a point. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes all three at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like it's just so funny. Like the people who I still talk with about this show, most of them fit into those categories. Mm -hmm. And if I talk to anybody in my real life about it, it's not usually anyone other than those three categories who even remembers it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I always think it's interesting because it's like that and then like the Big Bang Theory happening at a similar time towards the end of Heroes. Do you know what I mean? Like it's a lot of Oh, man, it's a lot of me trying to deal with my issues about, like, that stuff and how it's portrayed in the media. But then, like, there's some good examples that came later on, too. So, you know, it it happened. Mm-hmm. But I guess all that is to say is, ultimately, it was certainly not as bad as I had remembered it being. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was braced and I watched it. I'm like, oh, he's not being too bad with her, you know? No, 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 no. no. It really wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. He was being a smart uh, manager is what he was mm-hmm. <laughs> he had an He saw dollar signs. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. So uh, how's um, Siler doing since he realizes it's in his dream daddy? <laughs> God. Uh, well, no one can be Noah Bennett except for Noah Bennett. Um, True. So <laughs> 
You're like, put that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Siler and Dad. Um, Samson remains just so fucking whatever about everything. Uh, it's clear that Siler wanted to face, like, a hardened killer. He didn't want this. Mm-hmm. He wanted Arthur the Squeakwool, but, like, worse. You know, like you said. <laughs> like, but this isn't what he got. Um, so Samson's just kind of mocking him about it, too. He's like, ah, son kills his father. Epic battle. He's like, that's a myth. Like, you know, that's not, that's not what's going to go down here. And as they're doing this, um, Samson is about to work on this little bunny rabbit that he caught. And it's so funny because he tells him, you know, like, I'm going to open this trap. You got to, you got to grab him by the scruff because he's going to get away if you don't. And so he opens the trap and uh, Siler doesn't act. So what happens instead is we see Samson use like a weird kind of like whistle um, did we ever really think of what to call it? It's kind of like a Pied Piper thing, right? Except, no. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, I would call it probably Pied Piper. Um, it just sort of, like, paralyzes whatever hears it. Like, whatever it is, you know, it's being directed toward. And it's like a numbing kind of thing. So, he whistles at the bunny, and the bunny just, like, freezes. It does not move. It stays completely where it is, even though it's not in the trap any longer. And I love how Siler's like, oh, you have an ability. I'm like, bitch, he had an ability in your little Fleetwood Mac music video. Do you <laughs> yeah. not remember that? Like, goddamn. True. He didn't have a knife in his hand when he sliced your mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, his hand was the knife. So, um, yeah, this is our, like, I guess, double reveal that um, Samson has an ability. And not only does he have that, I mean, hello, hi, he has TK as well. And so he has a lot of abilities. Mm-hmm. Siler literally is like his dad. He can hold on to a bunch of abilities at once and he can take them from others. Oh, interesting. So yeah, it's, it's interesting because we see Samson doing his little whistle thing, but it's, it's not something he can use a lot because it takes breath, right? To whistle. And his lungs are not uh, up to snuff as it were anymore. So he like starts a little coughing fit after the bunny is all frozen. And, so he's like, yeah, I have lots of abilities. Not sure what's left because it's been years since I used them or needed them. And uh, he kind of looks at him like, oh, you can do it too, right? Right, kiddo? And, you know, does the whole little speech about, like, apple and, you know, not falling fall from the tree. And I just love Siler. Like, I'm not your apple. <laughs> <laughs> sure you are, I forgot kid. how good that line was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not your apple. And uh, he's like, oh, we have nothing in common. Just that. And, and then it was so funny. He's like, oh, in this moment, you can see how they're related. It's like, oh, I'm nothing like you, dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they are. They're very similar. Mm-hmm. And so Samson goes on this whole thing. He's like, mm, uh, we are, though, because we both pick easy targets. And so they're, they have this whole long conversation about the killing of it all and the morality of it all, or if that even figures into it, which Samson doesn't think it does. He's like, you choose your prey, but yours never had a chance, not against you. And so Siler does his usual defensive, like, oh, I had something, you know, they had something I wanted. It's not my fault. They couldn't fight back, basically. Samson turns it around on him and he challenges him dead ass about the agents that have been on his tail. Like, why aren't you just like obliterating them? Basically, why aren't you annihilating them? You know, you can and so they have this whole conversation where Samson's like, you need to realize the hunt, your entire life, it's meaningless and disappointing if you have no ambition or greater goals, basically. And uh, he's like, do you want to know more? Or are you going to kill me now? And Samson, he's got the bunny now, and he hands Siler the knife, 
And what a fun bonding activity for the two of them to do, <laughs> honestly. And he's like, oh, what do I do? And so Samson's like, got him. And then that rabbit is going to be goodbye. Goodbye, bunny rabbit. Um, the rabbit is a metaphor, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> it's a metaphor, fool. Yeah. So. I wrote, Siler stabs the bunny. Monster. <laughs> <laughs> Unforgivable. <laughs> Unredeemable. Trash. <laughs> Trash. Get yeah. away from me. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yep. I loved Samson calling him out on his shit. He's like, we pick easy targets. That's who you are. Yep. You know? Yep. Life's meaningless, bro. You're gonna figure that out sooner or later. Isn't that so, like, a dad, though, to just be like, the way you're living your life? Garbage. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is you need to go finish school, become a doctor. Like, it's very that. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's like, you need to go out there, kill people who matter, and take power. (laughs) God. Yeah. Which he emphasizes again later. He sure fucking does. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. Something needs to be lit under his ass, because, like, this ain't doing it. Mm -hmm. He's going to be the guy... Drinking coffee, killing waitresses. Right. Is that you? The only bored? people he can ever step to, uh, you know, occasionally. I mean, Peter's not on his level anymore, which he very insultingly said mm-hmm. in, the, in uh, Villains at the end. I mean, Hero, maybe, but... He's also out of it. Yeah, exactly. So, what are you gonna do, Gabe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I love that little, like, back and forth between them. I think it's good. It, it, it's so what, like, a... Uh, a disappointed parent would say, but in this weird supernatural, you know, superpowered context of where we're at. So back in building two six, Danko is watching old footage to try and figure out who the flyer is. Is it really a mystery at this point? Like, go with your heart and your gut. And <laughs> really, like, really, 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 honestly. And so he's like talking to Noah because Noah comes in. He's like, "Did you ever come across people that could fly?" And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. You know, there have been a few. And, you know, he mentions that, oh, you know, those files are, you know, trashed because of the Primatech fires. So whatever we have, we have. And uh, Danko's like, hmm, you know, you must have grown close to the Petrelli family over those 20 plus years you worked for for the company. And I love <laughs> Noah's like, not really. They were never a warm and fuzzy bunch. It's like, aw, the Petrelli bunch. Da, 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 da. Um... <laughs> And then he mentions Claire, you know, and her connection with Nathan and everything. And, and, and Noah's completely honest at this moment. He's like, yeah, no one knew about that, my guy. <laughs> like that, that kind of surprised everybody. Um, so Danko's like, mm, we both know Nathan's hiding something. So Noah's like, huh, all right. You can see in his brain, he's just like, god damn, these two. <laughs> it's like, well, because <laughs> he has to, like, basically grab both of their hands at different times to be like, could you not yep. throughout this entire mm-hmm. episode? So he's like, so what you need to do, Danko, is you need to think, who would want to save Peter? That's what you should ask yourself. And he starts coaxing him towards looking at Angela. He even has a file on her. Like, oh, what about Angela, though? So, like, yeah, you want to know what's missing from the files? It's it's stuff like this. And uh, Noah's like, dude, like, a long time ago, I gave up trying to figure out what Angela Petrelli would and wouldn't do when, when Danko's like, really? You think You think her? I don't know. I don't think her. And so after this little interaction, Noah goes in the hallway and immediately warns her, um, you know, things will be better with Danko gone, but Nathan's on thin ice, so we need to, like, work together and we need to figure out what to do. 
And Angela's in the back of a car and she totally has some, uh, she has some socks because she stole socks again. It's like a thing. And it's more than just a season one callback. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to do something with that very soon. And so Noah's like, all right, well, be careful with this guy because he does his homework. And Angela's like, yeah, so do I. But she's going to meet with him. She's going to, she's going to work her Angela Petrelli magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. I have a question I just thought of. Okay. Do you think that Noah and Arthur ever crossed paths? Oh, wow. Even for a moment, like, you know, this is da-da-da, shake hands. In, like, the company business kind of thing. Oh, wow. Um. Before he was considered dead, obviously. Um, I want to say no, but he's been around them for so fucking long Mm -hmm. that it almost seems impossible that he never met him even once, Mm -hmm. like a handshake, like you said. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, maybe once, like, when all the founders had gotten together that one point. That picture. Yeah, yeah. And he looked like a totally different actor. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, maybe. Or just, like, at some sort of, like, function that he just showed up at for a second, you know, to, like, tell someone something. Yeah. I imagine at some he point. Wasn't, he, wasn't in, he wasn't invited to but, the function. He's middle management. Yeah. But in season uh-huh. one, he was kind of surprised hearing about Linderman being a part of it. Yes. So that's where I hesitate. Yeah, that is true. Because Arthur and Linderman are so, like, my fingers are crossed right now. They're like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to say... I'm going to say no then, yeah. Just remembering okay, that as I, I wanna, was sitting here. I want to say no, but at the same time, I, I don't think he met him in connection to the company. I think he might have just met him because of, like, the Petrellis being such a big deal. Maybe? Yeah. Or was in the same room as him, perhaps? Mm-hmm. Have they? Uh, maybe they didn't, like, formally meet, but they were near each other? I don't know. It's so hard to say. Yeah. But with Angela being so involved in everything, I don't know. Because it's one thing to be like, oh, we know Angela's part of the company, and another for, like, Linderman to be. I oh, suppose, absolutely. So. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe. Something to think about. We can ask our Discord what they think. Yeah, what do you guys think? <laughs> Is there another line somewhere I'm not remembering? I swear, I don't think they have. I don't think canonically they have, but, like, do you think they have? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like, graphic novel Noah is wild. He's he's done all kinds mm-hmm, of things. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm noodling it now. I'm like, hmm. Because I don't think Noah ever confirmed in the graphic novels or on the show met Adam either. He knew Kaito. He's, we, we, can't, we, we know that he's crossed paths with Kaito before. Many times. Yeah. Kaido gave him a child. Mm-hmm. Um, did Noah never cross paths with Adam? I don't think so. That seems like In season two, because Noah was, like, not a part of the company at all. You're right. Well, he was locked up, too. And um, then, yeah, at the end, he was locked up, too. And then going out to hunt uh-huh. the level five people, Adam wasn't included in that. And Angela sent Hero on that, like, fetch quest to be That's like, where'd right. you put him? Wow, that is genuinely wild to me to think about. Mm-hmm. Considering how, like involved Bennett is with everything that there are characters he's actually never spent time with in canon Mm -hmm. on the show adam being locked up was before he came into the company oh yeah oh yeah big time so yeah i just would assume he never crossed paths with that why would he i don't know probably wouldn't have a reason Mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's wild to think about yep something to noodle on a couple things to noodle on yeah a couple things who who would you like you know adam to have spent time with (laughs) Sound off in the comments. <laughs> I'm more focused on, like, who has Noah known or not known. I know. I'm but, being silly. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, no, it's true because Noah is like the linchpin of so much of this, mm-hmm. um, of, of all the different connections, all the different webs of like narrative from all the characters. But that's that's really interesting. I never thought about that. Yeah. Well, how was Claire's first day? Uh, well, as you had mentioned before, Claire's getting off work, and we can hear everyone being like, "Bye, Claire!" in the in the um comic store. So it must have went pretty good. Uh, and until she notices that the agents are waiting outside her workplace watching her. Hello, Rachel Mills and unnamed man. (laughs) (laughs) And company. (laughs) (laughs) So she calls her father up, dad one, as we've established, Noah, and he is watching Matt get unloaded now. Like they're taking him in for whatever. And probably bringing him back from his little bomb escapade. (laughs) Yes. And she's like, how did you lead two whole lives at the same time? Because I don't know who I should be right now. And he rightfully says, Claire, I am the worst person to ask that question to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then asks, does she want a good answer, the feel-good answer, or does she want the true answer? And she does not know what she wants either way. And I was like, well, you know, that's good, because I don't know either way either, so... We'll talk to you later. I miss you, Claire Bear. And he hangs up, and we see the van speeding off all of a sudden. And Claire gets a text. Text from Rebel. Agents found Doyle, third in Bayside, help. So we see that Rachel has got uh, Doyle down an alley. He's running up some stairs, and she's like, hands up, hands up. So he's like, I guess if you ask. And he puts his hands up, which of course puppets her, and she puts her hands up. And he does the good old, puts her gun to her head. And she's like, I'm giving you a chance to surrender. And we get to see <laughs> him being all dramatic. Like, I should kill you, but I just want to go back, back to the way life was. And he doesn't kill her. He tosses her against the wall. Her partner comes up behind him, but he gets knocked out by Claire. And he is surprised Series like, Barbie? <laughs> Claire literally grabs the guy's ankle from the below the stairs and, like, yanks. And I think that's amazing. <laughs> Yep, she disabled the other agent. I didn't see how she did it, but I knew it was Claire, so. She grabs his ankle and she's like, yoink, while he's on the stairs. Gotta use that height to your advantage, girl. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. A little shorty short. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so she saved him. Mm Mm-hmm. Interesting choice. Mm -hmm. Love how uh, the timing of that was such that uh, just so happened that Claire saw Eric spare Rachel. Funny how that. Yeah. Coincidence occurred. Something to noodle on. <laughs> mm. uh, back to the phone call with her dad. I absolutely love the change in dynamic. Um, it, it really feels like two adults talking mm-hmm. who are in weird places in their lives. Not like a condescending parental talk. No. I really like that. And we're going to see more of that in the next volume with those two. Mm-hmm. Which I'm excited to see. Yeah. And he's got his hands full with two other children, I guess, at the moment. <laughs> fucking does just the look on his face when matt's being brought in he's just like you know what i don't fucking know man like i have no handle on anything on this day call me tomorrow if i make it through today (laughs) right yeah like your other dad and this other guy are kind of like each other's throats right now and it's like you know super daddy's got to like step in i guess and like try to keep everyone from killing each other but you know yeah yeah Mm mm-hmm and I have a feeling, like, a strong feeling in my heart that my other son, who I hate, is having some problems on this day, too. 
Not Lyle. No, 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 son... not Lyle. Not the one, not the, not the failure, not Lyle. The other son who I hate. No. Yeah. No, my other son who I fucking despise is going through it as well. I can, I can feel it. I just feel it. Yeah. It's in my heart. <laughs> We're connected. <laughs> Speaking yeah. of the, um, I guess not his son. It's the other guy he's trying to, <laughs> trying to deal with right now. I was like, oh, you could have said, like, Siler's fake mommy. <laughs> yes, it's, it is. Yes, Siler's mommy is um not oh. sensing the same disturbance that uh, Noah might be. <laughs> we were in New York, and we were at some kind of fancy restaurant. and We're in Manhattan. Okay, we're in Manhattan. Yeah. I'm just saying, everything about this whole scene is Angela being rich, mm-hmm. and, it, and it needs to be, like, you know, properly described. Yes. She's flexing, so... She is relaxing at a table with a whole-ass plate of oysters all to herself, yum-yum, and just <laughs> imagine her slurping on them throughout the whole scene. Danko rolls up. It's like, hello, I have a question for you. And he lists off several heroes that we know, Matt Parkman, Hiro Nakamura. They've all inherited abilities from their parents. Is this a genetic thing? More, moreover, is Nathan the misfit? And she's like, well, you know, sometimes these things can miss a generation, which we know Nathan was the misfit. Yes. <laughs> until Technically true. Until they played God and gave him an ability. Yes. And Danko doesn't quite believe her, obviously. And Angela, of course, slurps another oyster. <laughs> she's like, you know, I've met many men like you. No family. They do all the things that no one else would do. Completely committed to the job. That's what makes you useful and expendable. You know, there was that incident in Angola, was it? All those civilians lost. And you know what? I'm surprised you survived, actually. And Danko has nothing to say to this. And he gets up and he looks at her and he's like, hmm, you're a very resourceful woman, Mrs. Petrelli. And she's like, hmm, oyster slurp. <laughs> <laughs> the old slurp and smirk. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Cheers. Um... I'm going to fly in right now, like Nathan on a, uh, just having a very bad day and trying to prevent Peter from doing something stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like the, the quickness that I'm flying in. Um, do you remember after the Angola quote that everybody and their mom was like, oh, Denko is a super secret self-hating special too. Yeah, it really does feel like it, doesn't it? Yeah, because they're being so coy about this guy. Mm-hmm. I think everybody was waiting for the reveal at this point. I bet you, because of the way they wrote the episodes, they were considering it. I fully believe it. They dead-ass were considering it, that he was like Claire or something like that. I'm sure it was on, like, the, you know, the, the like, the, the board of, like, note cards of possibilities mm-hmm. in a writer's room. So they sprinkle this little, this little tease in there. Sprinkle it on her oyster. <laughs> Man, I love seafood. That looked fucking disgusting. Yeah, I'm not a fan <laughs> of oysters like that, no. Yeah, no. Not into that. But it was also supposed to be like a weird, like, haha, I'm rich and also I'm seducing you kind of scene. You know what I mean? I'm I'm rich, I'm seducing you, I'm I'm eating live flesh in front of mm-hmm. you. <laughs> like, there's there's a lot going on there. She is a special like, kind yeah. of lady, this Angela Petrelli, mm. you know. Mm. Yeah, don't fuck with and I her. do think she um. very successfully flustered Danko with all that. Oh, yes, more so than anyone has before. Mm-hmm. I imagine the Angola thing is heavily marked in black lines. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Incredibly classified. Yeah. Not for her. She can get whatever she wants. Mm-hmm. Slurp. I slurp. 
God damn it, I love Christine Rose so yep. much. Mm-hmm. She gets so many good things to do in Fugitives. How could you not love it? Mm-hmm. We are an Angela Petrilli fan cast over here, right? <laughs> we are. And, you know, some of her best stuff is still yet to come, yep. if you can believe mm-hmm. it. We're, like, an episode away from, like, my fucking, like, top three to five favorite episodes of all time, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited. Excellent. Yeah. Shall we go back to that shitty trailer? Yeah, how's Siler doing? And his papa. <laughs> his his day. Um. Uh. Well, he's watching Samson work on the bunny rabbit, and Samson explains to him, you know, man needs a hobby, something to occupy the hands. How it's important for people like them, idle hands and all that. And so Siler's like, oh, I fix watches, and he's like, I thought it would make my father happy. And Samson's like, well, how'd that work out for you? Because, you know, that's his brother. So he's probably like, oh, that grumpy son of a mm-hmm. bitch. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah. And uh, obviously not well. And he's like, you're still clinging to that need for connection. The only thing people are good for is disappointment. And so Siler takes this opportunity to ask, is that why you killed my mother and abandoned me? And uh, Samson's just not even really, like, bothered by it. He's like, you know what? I don't even remember. <laughs> So so few things, like, I can remember. And it's, it's you know, oh, they're doing taxidermy together like a family. Like the fucking Bates family. <laughs> and so they're going about their, their, you know, business. And, you know, he's, like, sewing up the little bunny. And Gabriel cuts himself when he's cutting the thread. But he doesn't do it as an accident. He does it on fucking purpose. You cannot tell me otherwise. Because mm-hmm. he does it, like, all ouch, you know. But then he stops and he, like, shows his hand to Samson, like, what of this? Because guess what? I heal, bitch. (laughs) And he's like, I guess not everybody gets old and not everybody dies. And Samson, you can tell, is thrown off by this. And he's just like, oh, well, oh, you just have that much longer to suffer, don't you? And uh, things take a turn after Mm -hmm. this. So we see Samson struggling to breathe and he has to grab his tank and he's like, cough, cough, cough. And, you know, he turns it up and um, he asks uh, Gabriel to put the bunny over onto the top of the cabinet so it can settle. And he does so. And this is all just a distraction ploy because Samson TKs a pair of arrows into Siler's chest, pinning him to the wall. Oof. Oof, indeed. And he's just like, ah, it's amazing how it comes right back. That desire, that hunger. (laughs) And he's like, I want that power. It gets very like, ah. And uh, he does the little whistle thing on his own son. And we see Siler and he's hella dazed. And he's like, I thought you'd given up. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, me too. But guess what? Immortality? Haha, you're my second chance. And he's like, at what? Killing again? And he's like, I don't understand why you'd make the same mistake twice. This, this moment right here mm-hmm. is so underrated in his character journey. Because it leads to him doing such a big thing at the end of this season that changes the whole, whole fucking trajectory of a lot of the rest of the show. So, he's like, I'll get it right this time. I'll go after the big targets. I will fight hard. I'll risk it all. I will get real power and real authority. I'll change everything. I'll change the world just to see if I can. And so that's what Samson wants to do with this second chance that he's about to give himself. 
So he's getting ready to slice into him. But I mean, Rachel, have we been new or what? Mm -hmm. Like, come on. Obviously, Siler is fine. He TKs him back and he pulls the arrows out in a very dramatic fashion. And Samson's like, you can move. And he's like, I can. And he's like, you're the hunter. I thought you'd know when someone was playing possum. And he goes about TK strangling him with the hose of his oxygen tank. And Samson's like, I need that power. I don't want to die. And he's like, it's no big deal. It's not going to kill you if I take it. I mean, remember Claire? Mm-hmm. She fully had her skull cap off. It didn't matter. And <laughs> I-, I love uh, Samson just being like, you'll heal. And Siler just being-, being like, yeah, but so will you, you piece of shit. <laughs> like, this is his <laughs> chance to just be like, no to this. And he keeps him, you know, with the tubes wrapped around his neck. And he goes over and he takes the bunny because Siler has a love of trophies that just cannot be matched. Mm-hmm. And which uh, our poor dearly departed, but not dead Luke mentioned anyways. Um, <laughs> and he's like, no, don't leave. And he's like, I came here to kill you, but I got the answers I wanted. So now I know what to do. And he begs him to kill him. And he's like, oh, you're, you're going to die slowly and painfully and alone with your sickness. I'm sorry. You're just small game. (laughs) And so Siler leaves with his little bunny, his little souvenir. And uh, that is that. That, That's it. He'll never have issues of insecurity or uh, doubt or... (laughs) Let me finish. Or... (laughs) Her second thoughts ever again. Surely. That's been solved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We will fully never have to deal with that ever again. Nope. For this character, mm-hmm. certainly not several times in the future. Nope. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So overall thoughts about Samson Gray and uh, his relation to his uh, his son. Yeah. Uh, his uh, outlook on life and regrets and such. I did like how like that hunger just turned right back on when he saw Siler being like, "Oh look, I can heal." Because <laughs> they're animals, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you put blood in the water, the sharks are gonna go for it. But he knew what he was doing. So. Do you think after Siler rolls out of there, mm. is Samson just gonna sit down and just you know let continue <sighs> as he was? Mm. Is he gonna off himself now? I feel like he's got too much self-preservation and pride to do that. Or is he going to try to seek out, you know, maybe find someone that can keep him alive? You know, it's so funny because it's like I had that thought when I was rewatching this. I was like, Siler, you aren't sure he's going to die like today. Mm -hmm. Like he's not doing well. But I mean, you can survive something like lung cancer for like a surprisingly long amount of time. um, As long as it doesn't like move into your brain or whatever. Um, Yeah. So... I think there's a very real chance that he could have left that trailer and tried to go and, like, fix himself, as it were. Mm-hmm. See, that is the thing. Okay, so tell me that wouldn't have been a great thing to see in season five. Daddy's back. <laughs> Daddy's back. He's better than ever. And he's pissed. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, write that fanfic. Maybe I will. So, yeah. Maybe you will. And I'll read it softly. Maybe I will. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh. Could be a fucking sequel to the fucking post-volume five fic that I wrote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He sees him on, you know, television, and he's just like, oh, 
Anyway, I think there's every chance in the world that um, they should have shown him again, but they couldn't really get around to it. So Who knows what complicated that, if it was like he didn't want to do it again, or if they just had other things. They're like, no one's going to remember him from season four. I'm sure it was just scheduling or story uh, decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They seemed really stoked to have people back. They could just never get them. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's probably part of the reason why Kristen Bell got killed off the show. Like I think that was why cuz she it was like they yeah. only could have her for so long. Mhm. And then the writer strike fucked up that a little bit, so Uh yeah. Yeah. And then like I said about Luke last week, I'm fairly certain they wanted Dan Bird, it just never worked out. Mhm. So. Mhm. Yeah. Scheduling. Ah, well. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Meanwhile, Dan- David Anders is over here like, I love this. I love this show. I love you guys. Oh, I'm going to for real die. Oh, OK. No, <laughs> never mind. Yep. <laughs> Damn. Happens to him all the time. <laughs> OK, I guess. Yeah. Oh, but what if I. Oh, no. So I can't come back from this. Oh, OK. Mm-hmm. OK. But we have Fine. a time traveler. Wait, he's not. Oh, OK. Oh, oh OK. Mm-hmm. But we could. No, really? Oh. Dust, huh? Yeah. Okay. Dust. That sucks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And yet Eric Dole rides again. Oh my god. Yep. <laughs> but we aren't too Doyle yet. How's uh how we Not doing quite. in DC? Oh my god. So Dinko is looking at Tracy and uh he's just kind of sort of ruminating. Nathan comes in, just cock of the walk. It's like, hmm, turns out the president didn't need that much proof after all. You're finished, Danko. I want you out of here. I want your badge and your gun get out of my you know <laughs> your office investigation basically and uh and he, he's just like and, and you know dinko's very like if you try to do this i'm taking the whole team with me like they'll go with me and nathan's like oh really i'll test that and he's like anyone who's not on board you can fuck off right now and no one does <laughs> and so let me just okay the suit the chair he is chewing a toothpick in this scene mm-hmm what is up with, with Nathan's fucking arrogance this week? Like, he is just on it. Like, swag. He's got to, like, put that on, I guess, you know, after people are yeah. challenging him. Yeah. I guess so. I was like, he is he is straight up chewing on a toothpick. And he let Peter and... get one over on him. Peter did the danger hug on him. Oh, the that's betrayal true. Hug. So he's really he got to come back up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. So, yeah. Just the arrogance. I love it. And uh, he's like, yeah, all right. He's like, you know, you 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 may you know, you may you may have your little friends now, but someday you're gonna wind up all alone and all this. And so, obviously, Danko's done, right? He's been deposed. The threat is done. So Nathan goes and he takes Noah and, and he's like, come on, the POTUS is eager to meet uh, Danko's replacement. You coming? And uh, they're walking down the hall together. He's like, they say you're the man with the plan. I hope you got something to show because, you know, we kind of we kind of need something here. And Noah's trying to explain like, oh, it's a little unconventional, but it's tried and true. It leads me to believe like an us and them thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we'll never know because who is in the fucking hall like the employee who should have been honestly escorted out by security. And I'm kind of <laughs> surprised nobody thought about doing that. Right. Thought that he would just leave. <laughs> With his fucking little, like, you know, leather jacket and just go. And so Danko's in the hall. And Nathan's just like, oh my god, get over it, okay? Let it go. It's over. And Danko's just like, when are you going to understand? You know, this bureaucracy, oversight, rules of conduct, they don't apply in my world. And he has a gun and he aims it up. 
And, you know, Noah's like, oh, shit. Like, it's just like, <laughs> like you know, we're, we're focused on Deco and Nathan, but who's really having the worst day today? Yes. It's Noah. It's fucking <laughs> Noah. Um, but we see with the camera angle that he's aiming the gun and they're making a big deal about the camera uh, blinking behind Denko's over his shoulder. And it's like, oh, he's going to do something. And he's like, you know, throughout all this, like these people, they terrify me. But you, Senator, you've never once shown an ounce of fear. And I wonder why that is. And so he shoots the window, which also should be bulletproof glass, frankly. Um, <laughs> maybe that'll, that'll come later when they get that budget, right? Mm-hmm. Increase? I don't know. Seems like a bad idea for a government building. Um, he shoots the window, like, around Nathan. And then he bum rushes him. And he pushes him out through the broken glass. And there you go. Nathan has no other choice but then to float in the air, confirming that he can fucking fly. And Noah has this face like, oh, shit. And Dango, like, wheels around on him, like, tell me you didn't know about this. Well, looks like Senator Skyboy's out. Uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you said, Noah has quite the face journey this episode and all the scenes. Like, he's just having, he like, highs and lows the whole time. He does. He can't control these two fucking, like, absolute children. Mm-hmm, and now mm-hmm. here we are. Yep. These two fucking children. <laughs> and now with Nathan out, I mean, everybody can spit on him and hate on him. And, and, and yes, we're doing a lot of that and he deserves it. But it's a really bad thing. Mm-hmm. So. He was, even though, yeah, we gave him shit about it. The one thing that was keeping mm. them alive. He was not lying to Tracy when he said that. Like. Shit is about to get really, really bad now that he's no longer in play. Mm-hmm. So, which we will see immediately. Uh, immediately, we'll see the consequences for in a little bit. Oh yeah. But um, I don't know. Like Claire and Doyle, huh? Yeah, yeah. How's, how's that gonna wrap up? He is sitting alone in the park, and Claire walks up to him. She's got a packet in hand and hands it to him because it's everything he needs to start over: passport, license, all that good stuff. And. He's all like, huh, I'm kind of surprised you did this for me, Barbie. And she's like, you know, it's not about you. It's about me and who I need to be right now. It's my journey, not yours, Doyle. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) And he thanks her, you know, thanks, Barbie. And he gets up. And as he walks away, she's like, did you mean it? All that stuff about how you've changed. And he turns around and he smirks at her and then keeps walking. And Claire's just like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I love that. Uh, I love it. It's such a good choice. Just a noiseless, uh, dialogueless. Did I? (laughs) That was I. Guess we'll find out, won't we? (laughs) Like you said, Claire, it was your decision. Here's a fun question for you. Mm -hmm. Supposing that Siler's not on this like journey, right? Yeah. And supposing that he actually is somehow vulnerable in like a Shanti virus afflicted season two kind of way. Mm Mm-hmm. If he came to someone like Claire, do you think she would help him? I know the gut instinct is to say fuck no, but really think about it. If he's, like, vulnerable and is being hunted and it's the whole our kind, your kind, don't be a traitor to our kind thing. I think she would. I, I We see, like... I do, too. We see in the pocket future that she really doesn't have a grudge against him and, you know, our favorite little pocket future. Which is kind of wild, right? Like, because there yeah. are some characters that would be like, "Hell no!" 
that have been mm-hmm. hurt far less than she has. Mm-hmm. And there's characters who have that, like, we see later on actually are like, you know. Yeah, she's not Mohinder to him. Mm-hmm. They have a very different relationship, which we see a lot more of later on. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. If he, if he yeah. was the one that Rebel sent to her. If he was a, a wounded animal, so to speak, in, in a very season two way. I think yeah. Sandra I, I would have tried to come too. at him. <laughs> Well, a lot more than she did with Doyle. <laughs> you hurt my. Baby she's just like she's doing like a sh- she's doing like a she's doing like a shitty job on the passport. Like they're gonna find you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then no, it's interesting. I, I, I like seeing what Claire does when she's paired up with like villains and how she handles it because it's kind of surprising, really, on a moral level. Mm-hmm. So. At this point, right now, I think she probably would, but it would probably be similar to Dola being like, I don't know if I should, and a lot of like you know emotional waves about it. But yeah, but ultimately, not wanting to actually see someone like die in front of her, and like yeah, mm-hmm. because of, because of her lack of action. I it guess. also depends on how creepy Siler is with her. Yeah, he really needs to not do that. In order to get help mm-hmm. from her yeah. in this in this scenario, because he head. loves to pick at that. We're the same, Claire. We're the same. You God, know, he sure does. And that's yep. not something that that's not a button Doyle push. She's just like you know, you, we are the same kind, but like you know, I just I just mm-hmm. want to go back to the way I was. Mm-hmm. Which you know, yeah, isn't that what she always used to say? So, yeah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, it, it really, it, yeah, it, it's interesting. I just, I don't know, I love the, of all the, like, characters that they could have had pop up, it's like, oh, Doyle. Yeah. That's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, yeah, I mean, like, honestly, we, uh, we, we, we covered, like, every character. There aren't any more characters on the show, right? Like, we... No, there's... I, I know, I know Peter's not on this week, but... Mohinder isn't either. I get, he is in spirit, but, like... Yeah, Mohinder, Mohinder is there in spirit, though. Um, there's a... There's no one... There's a couple of people we no? haven't seen for a few episodes, isn't there? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, Hero and Ando. And they're in Los Angeles right oh. now. They're at the address that Rebel sent them back when they were in India. And, you know, they're there to save Matt Parkman. So they, they get into the house and he's like, Hero's like, Matt's in this house somewhere. We're going to find him. And a girl comes busting out of the house. She's like, oh my god, I quit like two hours ago. It took them two hours to find a replacement? And Hero and Andor are both very confused by this. And she's like running through the house, like grabbing her shit. And they're like, we're looking for Matt Parkman. She's like, yeah, no shit. No duh. And he's a mess. And again, running around and Ando and Hero are both like, question mark? (laughs) And she comes out with a baby Diapers clean, won't hold, and she, like, holds it out to him. And Hero looks at the baby and is like, No, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) The only proper response to being offered a child to hold. I agree. And she she just hoists the baby onto them. She gives it to him, whether he wants it or not. And he's like, No, we're here to save Matt Parkman. And she's like, Yeah, you're holding him. Good luck. You'll need it. And she leaves. This babysitting service bites just walks on out the door. <laughs> so Matt Parkman is a baby, I guess. <laughs> this harkens back to like, I think for like a hot second, people were doing the like Noah is baby Noah theory with this Matt Parkman. Oh my God. Yeah. We talked about it too mm-hmm. on here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's Matt Parkman. Hmm. Hmm. Huh. There's a baby on the show now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
I remember just, yeah, in my notes, I'm just like, what the fuck did I say? I was just like, I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's the baby stuff. Dear God. Yeah. That's, that's what I said. We'll see how it all Sadly, goes down. Sadly, this goes on a, a little bit longer than it should. So mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll see how we feel about it through these few episodes, so. That's true, but I'm warning everybody, I don't like babies in, in stories. Mm-hmm. So, like, and I don't think I'm going to change my mind, but I'm willing to see. Be, so. be prepared. That's our, our, our fair warning. Fair warning. Fair warning, and also, like, fair warning for me to complain about, like, what has happened to Hero? Because, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this, this is the story where I was like, really? How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Like last week, you'd think this is the end. Hmm. It's like it's kind of a note where you're like, "Oh, we can end it here," but no, there's still more. Keisha, take it away. So we get a Mohinder voiceover, which, according to Rachel, is a bookend to the previously. I don't believe her. I didn't have that, but um, and he just goes on this whole thing about like fathers and sons and mothers and daughters and repeating mistakes and all that stuff. But while this is happening, we get some new scenes. We get Samson basically in his sad little trailer, just gonna rot, I suppose. Um, we see Danko arriving back home to his apartment after quite a long day. And, uh, he looks over and that stuffed rabbit is in his apartment. As is Siler, who's just sitting behind a wall. I know you've all been excited to see these two face off. God have I. So, and and you will be rewarded because it is some good shit. Um, yeah. We go over to California. We see Claire's free pass is up. The agents are coming. She is warned about this. Like, oh, shit. It, it is it is, it is, is going down. They bust down the door. Sandra and Muggles and Lyle are on the couch. They're, like, screaming at them. Uh, we see Sandra, like, screaming, Claire. Like, you can tell she's saying mm-hmm. Claire. Um, the agents, they run upstairs. And Claire is gone. But the window's open. And as the camera goes out through the window and up through the trees, we see that she is saved by Biodad. Nathan is holding her as they float in the air. And that is your to be continued. Dun, dun. What a time to decide to not be a prick, Nathan. <laughs> he realized the jig was up with him and like he knew the immediate aftermath would be her free pass is done. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But it's just like, oh, it's the thing I've been saying since the start. And, like, everyone else, like, Matt and Petit and Peter and everyone, you started this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. However, um, not next week, but the week after, we do get some really, really awesome stuff with just Claire and Nathan. Yes. Which we've never really had a lot of. Nope. Because mm-hmm. there was always some other bullshit happening. Because, like, they've been in the same room before, like in villains when it was like oh it's pinehurst versus the company and then obviously you know when they find out about each other a little bit at the end of season one but this is some really good heart-to-heart stuff that we've never seen her have with her bio dad Mm -hmm. i'm excited yes good stuff. i love the mexico stuff i really do Mm -hmm. again i think that's into asylum that's like one of my favorite episodes yeah there's there's a lot of good stuff in into asylum but we have episode 21st (laughs) do we can't we just skip it like no can't you just bleep me out saying and the whole thing is it's like a weird like diet pushing daisies and then and then we just go on to the good stuff. I will bleep you out saying that, but <laughs> I will keep it the rest of the diet pushing Boo. daisy stuff. Boo. <laughs> All right. Uh, 
But that's next week. We'll worry about that next week. Yeah. This week. Yes. How did you... What about the episode? Did you like it? What'd you think? Did it slap? <laughs> it didn't slap, but I did enjoy it. No. Yeah, no. It's It's got good moments for sure. Um, yeah. There's nothing quite like those first three of Fugitives. They just fucking hit mm-hmm, it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Like, I fucking, of course, I think I said this last week, too. I love the Nathan, Noah, and Danko of it all. Just love it. And so this episode was just slathered on full of it. And then Siler and his daddy. That was fun as hell, too. Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then we remembered that Hero and Ando exist. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, their storyline is going to be awful garbage that they have to do. But, um, <laughs> yeah. That is stuff to worry about for another day. It is. Um, but for now, why don't you tell the nice people how they can reach out to us and tell us their thoughts about Noah meeting Arthur, maybe, or, you know, any other thing we talked about. Yeah. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at Eclipsed Podcast. If you would like to follow our personal accounts, I am at that burb there. Burb with a B, like building two six. Keisha is at lady underscore snark. Keisha, what have you been tweeting about? Oh, um, you made me watch The Wilds, mm-hmm. and I hate the lead character, and I need her to die, and I don't think she's going to. And, um... The new Bob Odenkirk movie, Nobody, which I'm sure people have seen because it's been advertised on the internet like fucking crazy. It's absolutely worth the watch. If you like John Wick, this is like an even better version of that. Yes, I'm saying that. Um, Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, awesome. I I tweeted a couple times. (laughs) Did you? Yeah, I got my Moderna shot yesterday. Oh, yeah, I got my Pfizer. Yeah. Last week. We're rivals now. We are. We're in different gangs, and I'm. It's like a Romeo and Juliet thing. Like, who? Which of us is Mo, who? Who's Montague and who's Capulet with Moderna and Pfizer? I don't know. And yeah, I know I'm saying it wrong. It's fun for me. That's so. fine. Ne'er, ne'er shall the two meet. Um, yeah. Or jets and sharks. We could be like jets and sharks. Was we'll do a little dance. Fight. One of those. One of those people. I guess. Or it could be Primatech versus Pinehurst. I guess. Hell yeah. <laughs> we're on. Way to way to make it fucking you know relevant yeah. to what we're doing. Bringing it back to heroes. Um, if you would like to email us, we are eclipsedpod at gmail dot com. But the best way to get a hold of us is on the Discord. The link will be in the show notes. Please come in and talk about um. The questions we had in this episode, which were Rachel, what? Who who's been healed with Claire blood and who's been healed with Adam blood? What do you mean? What are we talking about? Like for the vaccines, like the different oh, vaccines. Okay. Like <laughs> God damn! I was trying to make it relevant too. Are are you are you an IV of Monroe blood or are you Mohinder and Claire blood? Sound off. <laughs> Let us know. Wee. Oh my god. We have a lot of questions this episode. A lot of pondering things. Yeah, we fucking do. Yeah. More than I expected we you would. Can cut, you, can, you can cut that. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> I'm keeping it in. Fuck off. Oh. Uh. <laughs> I think that's it for socials. Um, if you would like and you're enjoying the podcast, wherever you are listening to the podcast, leave a like. Leave a rating. Let us know how you th- like if you like us what we're doing yeah yeah great huh talk no talk um <laughs> oh yeah 
I think that about does it, though, for the episode. Uh, we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye! Next time on Eclipse, this show has a shaving fetish, and, and you can come for me. I don't care. It does. Hero and Ando face their greatest foe yet, a toddler. Tracy shows why they call her the Ice Queen of DC, and Rebel is revealed. It's exactly who you think it is. Tune in.